the one regret that I have is that I didn't do this earlier. And I know that everyone says things like that, right? But I genuinely mean it. I am your host, Sherilyn Carter, founder of The Confidence Cake and Travel Addicts UK. This podcast is all about allowing women to release their inner queen of confidence and tackle the world of social media with ease whilst growing through what they go through. So if you're ready to embrace this new phase of the digital era and find and create opportunities for you to grow, succeed and achieve all of the things that you dream of, then this is the right place for you. Using social media as a tool, I have been able to leave my corporate job and transition into a full-time business owner, creating multiple streams of income. Whether you are someone who's interested in transitioning from the corporate world by finding new opportunities through social media, or whether you're looking for actionable steps to break through your comfort zone, or you just need a sprinkle of motivation in your life, then keep listening. I'll be sharing topics that cover travel, online marketing, content creation, personal development of all kinds, and of course, lots of nudges to get you out of your comfort zone. So join me on this journey of The Sherilyn Show and stay tuned for what's to come. Welcome to today's episode of The Sherilyn Show. I've got some really juicy things to share with you. And I'm sure that a few of you that have been listening and kind of waiting for, you know, the overview of what we've been up to, I'm sure that you're probably listening to this like, oh my gosh, get your notebook out because there's going to be so many different things um, that I'm going to be talking to you about in this episode. And of course, you know, if we're looking at the dates and, and seeing where we are, I'm in this nice in-between stage. So I've just come back from this incredible group trip to Cappadocia, which we're going to be talking about loads in this podcast today but also very soon I'll be heading on to my sort of digital nomad experience in Bali so I'm in this really weird in between sort of in the middle zone uh, the twilight zone I'm going to call it um, where I'm kind of just returned I'm kind of collecting all my thoughts figuring out what's kind of just happened what I've learned what I want to take with me for future you know things that I can tweak things that I can change um, and also I'm kind of like okay cool well now it's time to put a lot of the other things into action so the interesting thing about Bali is that typically I'm a planner, I plan, 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 I love to plan trips and that is something that I love to do. However, because there's just been so much going on throughout the summer, I've put so much focus and so much energy into the Cappadocia trip, I'm now like, phew, okay, cool, that's that's done, I've done it, like massive tick, celebration, milestone, let's go. And then I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> I've got to get out of here, I need to figure out what I'm doing for Bali. But you know what's quite refreshing about that? is that almost because I don't have the opportunity to plan in the way that I typically would plan. Um, and obviously I am gonna be there for four months, so I don't need to rush. You know, There's no need to kind of go, right, we've got five days, we've got 10 days. I need to make sure that I get the most out of this trip because I don't know when I'm next gonna go there again. I have got time. So I'm just trying to take a step back, figure out how to sort of collect everything, make sure that I've got everything that I need to go over there with um, and don't, you know, end up kicking myself thinking, oh my God, I could have just ordered this simple thing from Amazon. Now that in Bali, now that I'm in Bali, it's really difficult to get my hands on it. So I'm just trying to do that side of the research. Um, and then when it comes to what to do, 
I've already started building a couple of things that I want to do. Um, but you know, there's no rush. We've got time. So <laughs> this, is, this is the mantra. This is what I'm going to keep telling myself. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Like I said, we're going to be diving into some of the Cappadocia lessons that I've got. Um, some exciting things that are coming up as well that I think that you'll massively benefit from if you are someone who one, has the travel bug like crazy and you want to explore more of the world. Two, has no idea where to you know start when it comes to planning a trip and organizing yourself and figuring out where to go and start working through that bucket list and also three how to you know put yourself out there and meet unique people who you know you cross paths with in the most magical ways and you just can't imagine making these kind of friends in your adult life I think that we have the misconception that all of our friends that we'll ever make we've already made them but actually through travel, through being in new environments, through social media, there's so many opportunities to meet your future best friends, your future closest friends, people that are super, you know, are really, really aligned with everything that you stand for. Um, but there's a few things that you'll need to do in order to get to that point. And I'm going to be talking about some of that today. So first things first, um, as you know, I have just returned from Cappadocia. So let me tell you a little bit about what landed me in that particular destination. And that stems all the way back to 2020, when we were kind of in in lockdown, out of lockdown, in lockdown, out of lockdown. It was just a bit crazy. So I decided that I was going to go work from somewhere. And I was doing a lot of research on Facebook groups and different communities, looking at different locations that people had traveled to solo. Now, this is something that I know is a huge sticking point for a lot of people that want to travel. They would love to go to, you know, unique special destinations. But one, it's really hard to get some of their friends to go with them because, you know, it might not be just somewhere that's around the corner. It might not be somewhere where the average person goes, right? We've all got limited holidays. We've got, you know, different commitments and things. It's not always easy to gather up a group of people to go to a destination that isn't probably the most popular destination. And it might be a bit awkward to get to. So what I realized was that when I went to this place, uh, or when I was doing research on um, Cappadocia in particular, there were quite a few people that went solo and they said that they felt really safe. It was nice and small. There was lots to see, lots to do, lots to keep them busy, like delicious food, wonderful people. And these are all the kind of things that I was looking for. Yes, I could have gone to a big busy city and still had an amazing experience, but I wanted something that was gonna encourage me to be creative, somewhere where I could sit down and just chill, drink my Turkish tea, eat my little snacks, and you know, be able to get work done alongside being in a new destination. And I think sometimes you can go to places that probably aren't going to be the best for that because there's almost too much to see and too much of a big city um, to work around that you probably don't actually get any work done. So I kind of narrowed it down, realised that this particular region in Turkey was going to be where I went. Now, while I was there, I had an amazing time, obviously loved it, made some really good friends while I was there, which is also a really big perk of solo travel. Um, in the second part of my trip, my sister came over and joined me for the weekend and we had a really good trip. But what I noticed was that when my sister was there, I didn't meet as many new people because I wasn't forced to be in a position where I was eating alone or I was going to an activity by myself or doing an excursion by myself. So I didn't necessarily need to do all of the things that we do when we're on our own, which is making eye contact with people, having conversations, asking questions, you know, all that kind of thing, because I was just spending that time with my sister. So what was really interesting was that because I did this trip where I did half and half, I got the best of both worlds. And I really saw the benefit of 
being solo. You know, I could get ready when I wanted to get ready. I could sleep into when I wanted to sleep into. I knew that if I wanted to get ready in five minutes and be out the door, that's what I could do. Whereas when you have got someone else there, you both need to use the shower. You both need to get ready. One's doing their makeup, one's here, one's, you know, it's so much harder to navigate. Then you get to a restaurant and you're trying to figure out who likes what food. You know, there's so many different niggles that, that I realized um, that I actually really learned about myself through solo travel. But what I did realize was that when I was in Cappadocia that time um, by myself, I was like, I need more people to experience this. I want to see this place through the eyes of other people. I want them to see what I can see. I want them to experience and feel what I can feel because this place is too unique not to be shared. So that was always something that I've, I wanted to do and I wanted to return back to. Now, as we know, life is busy. People are busy, friends are busy. There's lots of responsibilities, lots of things that are happening. So it's so difficult to round up that group of people to go anywhere, let alone to say to them, right, okay, we're gonna take a four hour flight. Then and what we're going to do is we're going to be in the airport for two hours then we're going to take another hour and a half flight and then what we're going to do is we're going to take a 90 minute bus ride <laughs> it's really difficult to get someone to commit to that for five days when they've got lots of other things going on they probably just want to go sit by the pool and relax they just want to you know do something that's not so extreme <laughs> so what i realized was there's probably a lot of people that are in this same situation which is when i started to kind of reach out to my audience using social media putting the feelers out and just seeing who would be up for an experience who would be up for a group trip and I noticed that off the back of lockdown off the back of the pandemic there is a lot more of this I need to make the most of life like I'm not just here to live one solitude life where I don't do anything there's no peaks and troughs I want to live a life that feels like I've lived five lifetimes in one I wanna to go to places that people write about in travel books. I want to go and experience these things. So through these conversations online, I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna put it out there and see who comes. And then my mentality was, as I've spoke about before, is that I'm gonna go anyway. I'm gonna go, so let's see if anyone else wants to come, great. But if not, I'll be there and I'll be having a great time. So it has been a bit of a journey to kind of get to this point. Um, but the amazing thing was that when I started promoting it, I had the cushion and the safety net of friends saying that they were gonna come um, and experience it with me. But then obviously, like I said, life gets in the way, they fell away. But it left room for brand new people to come into my space that yes, would probably liked each other's photos here and there and commented here and there, but the trust was being built way before I even knew. And, and this is what I'm gonna talk about a bit in this session. So what I want you to focus on when I talk about all of these things is that the things that you want to do, the things that you've got the desire to do and the, the you know intuition, those little niggles and things, they might not feel like right now is the time to you know burst into, okay, this is what I'm gonna do right now. This is how I want this to look because it definitely wasn't for me. All I know is that I went on that trip to Cappadocia, I loved it, I wanted to share it with other people, and then I kind of parked it in a different, you know, compartment in my brain. It was like over there somewhere, carried on with my life, built the business that I wanted to build, created lots of things, and then there just became an opportune window, and that's when I ran with it. So there might be lots of things that you're sitting on now that you're experiencing in your life, things that you're doing, and you're thinking, oh, I really like that, and I wanna do more of that, and I want to try and, you know, see if I can create this into something bigger, but right now isn't quite the time but I am definitely gonna run with that. And then what you can do is you can start to shape your life and shape your reality in a way that aligns with that. So if you start to now think, actually, you know what? I'm really, really freaking good at baking. I don't wanna start a baking company right now because I've got lots of other things I wanna focus on, but what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna start baking more. 
I'm going to start being the person that gives my cakes to, you know, bakes cakes for my friends. I'm going to bake cakes for family. I'm going to start taking cakes into work. I'm just going to start doing everything that aligns with getting there. What I'm also going to do is I'm going to do a little course. I'm going to see how to decorate these cakes just for fun, just as a hobby. Let's just see how this goes. You know, I'm going to start investing in myself. I'm going to start investing in my skill set and just seeing how I could, you know, if I could, if anything was possible, how could I start to monetize that skill just, just to test it, right? So these are some of the things that start to happen when you park an idea to one side and think that is something I'm going to come back to. What isn't going to happen as if you have an amazing experience, then just go up, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll deal with that another time. And then you just carry on living life as normal because there's never gonna be an opportunity for you to start you know, aligning things so that opportunity can meet the preparation and the work that you've done. You have to create that space to do both. So like I said, I came back from that trip and I really started putting so much more effort into my travel community, into my brand, into my messaging, and then it helped me to be able to have the opportunity, meet in the preparation to then create something really special. So keep that in mind when you are working towards a couple of these things. So I'm gonna give you a few lessons that I've learned overall. I'm gonna dive into each of these lessons. So ultimately, when I look back at how it has looked this September, I took a bunch of strangers with me to Turkey. Like a bunch of strangers, complete strangers, right? <laughs> and here's a couple of lessons. So the first lesson is that building trust happens way before you think it does. So ultimately, I in my head, I believed that I was starting from ground zero. So I thought, okay, cool. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna post online and just see if anyone wants to travel with me. I just left it out there, right? But then what was interesting is that the people, all of the people that came forward to then come on that trip with me, they weren't just seeing that post for the first time. They weren't just suddenly saying, hey, this girl's randomly going to Cappadocia and I wanna go to Cappadocia and then this is it, you know? I'm gonna go with her. They saw breadcrumbs, they saw signs that led them to then trusting me enough to go on this trip with me. So all of those times that I was posting and no one was liking it, sharing in groups, giving my itineraries, giving tips, giving ideas, and nothing was happening physically as a result, the trust was being built in the background. And that is so valuable, guys. Like, the trust is so valuable. So sometimes I know how disheartening it is when we've got all these ideas and we're doing all these things, we put together this perfect post, we do a blog and it gets three like three views and um, you know, we're, we're stuck back in the same position thinking, okay, well, what was the point in that? <laughs> I'll tell you what the point was. The point is that you're creating an archive of information and trust building relationships with people. So that even if they're not telling you that they're liking your post, even if they're not telling you that they're listening to this podcast, I know for a fact, there will be people that listen to this podcast that will never tell me they've listened to an episode of my podcast, just because that's how it is. I don't, you know, contact every person for every podcast that I listen to. I don't message them and say, I listened to your podcast today. I listened to your podcast today. We don't do that. We read a book. We don't necessarily tell the author that we bought the book and that we read it. This is how life operates very much the same as social media. There will be people that probably save your posts and never like it. So you'll never even know that they've saved it. But that piece of information could then help them to shift how they think, shift how they feel, shift the action that they take. And that is what happened when it came to me, you know, getting people to join me on this trip. What I realized through conversations that I had before Cappadocia, during Cappadocia, since we've come back from Cappadocia, is that I thought that people had just seen my post and that was what thought made them think, oh, I wanna go travel, I wanna go travel. But actually, I can trail this back to conversations that were had over a year ago. People that had started following me based on a post that I did in a Facebook group 
they then started following me and then they were watching me from the sidelines. And then when it came to the fact that I was gonna take them to this place that they'd started following me about, you know, the, the very place that they thought, oh, I love that picture, let me follow her. Then of course they were like, well, let's go. <laughs> but I was never ever gonna know that. You know, these are things that we don't know. We never know what's happening in the background. All we can do is the front end stuff. All we can do is create and share and be, val you know, offer the value, offer the information. If people take it, great. If they don't, no problem. You know, there's lots of information that we see every day that we don't take, that we don't buy into, that we're not interested in, but it's okay, it's there. And we know that actually, if I do need that information, I know who I'm gonna go to, because it's top of mind, isn't it? So that's the first thing. Building trust happens way before you think it does. So stop thinking that, oh my gosh, I've posted about my business three times, no one signed up, it's not gonna happen, it's a wrap, right? That's it, delete, you know, cancel my website. Um, delete my email address, my business email, it's all done, it's all finished, right? That's not how this works. <laughs> so the next thing that I wanna to talk to you about is confidence in your ability and using your natural skill set can change everything for you. So I know that I talk about confidence a lot and I don't think that people truly understand the value of confidence. I think we see it as one of those kind of like, oh yeah, I'm confident, you know, oh yeah, that would be nice, but you know what? I'm not confident and it's got me this far and it's okay. But there's so many different ways that you can use confidence. And there's a whole reason that my business is called The Confidence Cake. Because yes, personal branding, marketing, social media skills, learning how to do the content is one thing. But that is nothing without the confidence in your ability. That is nothing without being able to stick a camera in your face and talk to your audience. That's nothing without being confident in the message that you're delivering and knowing that it's gonna be of value to somebody. Whether that person is watching right now or not, doesn't matter. Because they will eventually watch. And by the time that they watch, by the time everyone's interested, you'll already be where you wanna be. And this is how this works. So confidence in your ability has to start first. Without knowing that you can do this and that you've got something special to offer, without really, really knowing that, you're not gonna take the action. So it's really about figuring out what it is that you want to achieve. What is it that you want and why do you want it? And working backwards from there, you'll start to see the little signs of maybe when you were younger, you were really good at that. Maybe when you were at work, you were always that person that did that thing. There's always clues that you've got to collect along the way. And this is something that I work really heavily on my clients with to make sure that they are really aligned with the business, the brand, the marketing process and the strategy that they're working towards. And using your natural skill set, because I think sometimes we try and create a skill set, we think we don't know enough. We're like, you know what, I really want to build this kind of business, but actually what I need to do is read 10 books about that first. Do a, you, like, do a whole you know, YouTube series, watch a whole YouTube series on it before I can do it. But actually, if you're using your natural skill set, then you can actually just elevate that further. Once you know what's missing in that skill set, you can start to connect the dots. It's not about learning it all from scratch. If we were learning everything from scratch, it would mean that all of the life lessons that we've learned up until this point were just nothing, it didn't mean anything, but that's not true. You've already started doing the work. It's just about figuring out how to elevate that. So this leads me on to the next point, which is point number three, which is what comes naturally to you may not come naturally to others. And I think I realized this through the Cappadocia trip in general. To me, of course it was a no brainer that I was like, I wanna go to Cappadocia. So I'm gonna go on Skyscanner, I'm gonna book a flight and I'm gonna go to Cappadocia done right <laughs> that was my process and I've got my whole notion board which I'm gonna have to share with you I might pop it on my story my whole notion board that shows me how like what I need to do before each trip the days of the itinerary that I'm gonna do 
what five locations I want to see while I'm there, what foods I want to eat while I'm there, screenshots of the things that I need so that when it comes to, right, okay, I'm booking the flights, now I need to do this, now I need to do this. Everything is like organized. It's like a <laughs> like a media room on my laptop when it comes to planning a trip. It is intense. But what I realized through the trip is that it's not the same for everyone. So things that come extremely naturally to me, things that I've learned through experience, you know, I've then had people that have joined me on this trip asking me questions about. One of the girls was saying, okay, right, how do I add luggage onto my flight? <laughs> how do I do this? I don't want to get caught out because I know about the, all the, you know, when you book with certain airlines, I don't add it on. I, I need to make sure I get this right. So all of these things that I now know how to do, really simple to me, is not easy to other people. And I think sometimes we feel a bit guilty about that because we think, everyone knows of this, you know, so I can't surely, you know, be uh, rewarded for putting this trip together. I surely couldn't be possibly be rewarded for, you know, giving, taking people on this experience when actually it's just a holiday for me too. You know, these are all the things I'm telling you, these are all the things that were rising to the surface because I was like, anyone can just do this. But no, they can't. Not everyone can do this. And also not only that, not everyone can get a group of, you know, nine people on a trip internationally together that are all aligned, people that get on with each other, people that are gonna become their future friends. They're not gonna all think outside the box to you know, get a personalized tote bag and a nice little book and be able to do like a private dinner together. You know, Not everyone knows people in Cappadocia that can look after us. Not everyone knows that. So sometimes the things that we think are a no-brainer to us really aren't a no-brainer to other people. And I know for a fact that you are sitting on skill sets that people would pay you for. The kind of skill sets, the organizational skills, the thinking outside the box skills, the action taking skills, the details, the things that you have within you, you can create into something. It's just about figuring out what that is. And I have had people come to me and say, I don't have a business, I have no idea what I'm doing. Am I right for this course? You know, Am I right to work with you? And I work with all different people. I've worked with people who have, you know, very, very good businesses already, but they haven't used social media yet. So I've worked with those people. I've also worked with people who literally haven't got a, a social media account at all. <laughs> there's like a gray image as their profile picture. I've worked with those people as well. So there's lots of different ways for you to be able to get to where you want to be, but you have to decide that that's what you want and figuring out what comes naturally to you is gonna be a really, really good starting point for you. So the next thing I was gonna share with you is you can change your entire reality if you do the thing. So like I said, this whole trip, particularly you know with Cappadocia and going and doing the hot air balloons and the ATVs and doing the cooking class and having private dinners and all that sorts of things, these are things that I just sat at home and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be so good if we could have a dinner on a terrace? And wouldn't it be so good if there were a group of us that did horse riding and another group that did this? And, you know, we could all sit and watch the balloons together and we could sit and have a drink together in the evening. You know, these are all just things that were all in my head. And I thought that would be amazing. But now here I am sitting here and that idea and that vision that was, it seemed like a pipe dream is now a reality. I did do those things. And I did have those people there, like it really happened. Even though I look back now and I think, was that even real? <laughs> did that even really happen? It did, and I've got photographic evidence, so I know. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I'd be quite convinced. Um, but you can literally change a reality. And I could very easily, back in March, have gone, you know what? 
yeah, I'm not going to do it. Like, I feel like I'm a bit scared. I don't know. There could be so many different variables, so many things that go wrong. People might not get on. People might not like me when they meet me in person. Um, things could fall apart. We could get stranded somewhere because the transfer doesn't pick us up. There were a million different things going through my head. And I could have just still been sat here at, on this date. This date was going to happen regardless. I was always going to be here on this date doing a podcast. And I was either going to be talking about the fact that, oh, you know what? One day I will do this trip or I've just done this trip. So you can literally change a reality if you do the thing. Whatever the thing is for you, we've all got our thing, right? We've all got something that keeps coming back in cycles. It comes round and round and, you know, we might get on with life every now and then and carry on as normal and be very happy and content with where we're at. And every now and then that thing will just rise to the surface. That thought, that idea, that niggle, it rises to the surface and we think, oh God, I would love to do that. That would be amazing. And then we go, no, 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 let's just leave it. No, because I'm busy now and I've got this going on. I've got that going on. But when will we ever not be, not be busy? When will we ever not have things going on? The reality is we're always going to have things going on. So if we're going to do it, you might as well start sooner rather than later. I think if I was to figure out what my one regret was of this whole Cappadocia recap and, you know, the whole experience and looking back at it now, the one regret that I have is that I didn't do this earlier. And I know that everyone says things like that, right? But I genuinely mean it because I have had periods of time where I have been actively growing my travel community. I've actively been talking about travel, doing travel vlogs. That's what I was so focused on before. I didn't necessarily talk about marketing and promotion before, but what I realized is through travel, I was able to learn about marketing and promotion because that's what I've done. But actually there were periods of time where there probably would have even been more people. You know, since now that I've launched this, now that I've created this opportunity, there are friends that a year ago, two years ago have had children. But back, you know, three years ago, four years ago, they would have been all over this trip. They would have been right there. But now they haven't had the, you know, the opportunity and the freedom and the flexibility to do that. So actually, yes, of course, we had an amazing experience. I'm so happy with it. And I do believe in divine, divine timing. So I'm happy with how it went. But if I was to actually look back and think, you know what, this probably, you know, this would have been a, a no brainer even years ago. I could have already started all these times that I was thinking I'm so broke and I've got no money and I'm really struggling and financially and I want to travel more and I want to do this. I could have had the best of both worlds. I could have dragged myself out of the financial pit that I was in by doing the thing that I love. I could have just done trips, had people join me on the trips, which like I said, I was actively growing this account. I was, you know, had lots of people that were really interested in travel, but a lot changes in a period of time a lot changes. So now people probably are a little bit more cautious when maybe five years ago, they might've been like, yeah, let's go YOLO, you know, <laughs> but things have changed. So that would be my one regret. And if I'm telling you this, then this is only to tell you that you're, by not starting now, you're just gonna, as time goes on, you're just gonna keep looking back and think, I should have just started earlier. I should have just started earlier. I should have just started earlier. Because the thing is, even if everything falls apart and everything goes terrible, you'd rather learn that lesson earlier than later. <laughs> you'd rather learn it now, just get it out of the way. And then you can start to grow and build on top of that. So I hope that those lessons are helpful for you. So I'm just going to go through them again. So building trust happens way before you think it does. Confidence in your ability and using your natural skill set can change everything for you. What comes naturally to you may not come naturally to others and you can change your entire reality if you do the thing. 
So with that in mind, this leads me on to what is gonna be happening next. Like I said, I've got some exciting things to sort of share with you. I also got some really good feedback from the trip, which makes me really happy. So I'll share some of those um, feedback uh, clips with you as well. I was literally blown away by what the girls said um, by coming on the trip. Yes, of course, it was a holiday. It was a great experience. We all had fun together. But for a lot of people, it really got them out of their comfort zone. It really showed them that they can be independent. They can travel solo, partially solo. You know, they've done it now. They would feel way more confident doing it by themselves. They've learned a lot in just being in my presence and, and me showing them, okay, cool, this is this person. This is this contact. This is how I met this person. Um, and bringing people together. There's even girls that are now, I can see them commenting on each other's posts and talking about future trips together and coming to join me on my next trip which if you haven't seen on social media by the way is to Morocco so last year I went to Morocco it was one of those places that I always knew that I would love before I went and when I went it just confirmed that of course and um, when I went last time we stayed in Tagazoo which was a beautiful surfer town it was incredible we stayed in a fancy hotel because it was a great deal and um, but we did go out and about and go to other places as well and um, so I've made some really good contacts and some great friends that are over there they're going to be looking after us in Morocco so it's going to be incredible and um, so just to give you a bit of a rundown as to what the trip is going to look like it's going to be six nights and it's almost three holidays in one <laughs> so the first place we're going to go is marrakesh so it's going to be all the hustle and bustle of the medina we're staying in a private Riyadh, which is beautiful it's got a gorgeous little plunge pool in the middle of it and we'll have a cooking class there all together which will be awesome private dinner there um, and we're going to get a tour all around the medina we'll go to the ysl museum and um, the gardens and everything see lots of beautiful buildings um, and then after that we'll be heading to Essaouira so that is a really really gorgeous seaside port town and um, it's got a Medina in there as well so it's got a gorgeous market space that you can kind of walk around but it's a lot less overwhelming than Marrakesh so much more chill much more laid back you can spend time going into the art galleries you're not going to get you know as much intensity as you'd get in Marrakesh, much safer, much more relaxed. Um, so we'll get that and we're staying in a beautiful um, Riyadh there and it's called Salute Maroc. So if you haven't heard of this before, literally go on Instagram, type in Salute Maroc and you will see this gorgeous, gorgeously designed Riyadh. It is incredible. It's one of the best, you know, places to stay in Essaouira. So we'll be there. There's options to do um, sandboard surfing. You could do surf lessons there. Uh, lots of fun things to do. We'll be doing a guided tour there as well. Then we're gonna be driving off into the desert and we're gonna stay in a luxurious glamping camp in the middle of the desert. There's an infinity pool, there's a spa, there's quad biking, there's camel ridings if, um, if you're into that thing, gorgeous breakfast, private dinner that we'll have together. So there's gonna be lots of exciting things to look forward to as part of this trip. So I thought that I would give you that little nudge. Um, if this is something that you're interested in, I do have the website link in the show notes, so you're more than welcome to go check it out. The spaces are going really, really fast. So I don't know by the time that I you know, post this episode whether the spaces will be there, but as it stands, um, there is one double room available. So that's gonna be best for friends or a couple that can go in the double room. And I've also got one bed in a twin room that's available as well. So three spaces all together. Drop me a message if you've got any questions about it. More than happy to get those answered for you. But like I said, all the details are in the show notes. And also, as I was saying about planning trips and organizing trips, um, yes, I've got my Notion board online digitally so that I can kind of plan everything out. But I do also have a journal, which I give, gifted to everybody that came on the Cappadocia trip. And honestly, this journal is a literal copy of the journal that I wrote for myself. 
So what I did was I had a notebook and I scribbled in it, wrote lots of different things in there, structured it so that it made it really easy for me to plan and organize trips. And then I've created that digitally and then I've made it into a physical hardback book. So if you are interested in figuring out my little secret source to planning trips, how to organize everything efficiently, make sure that you've got a planning trip, a, a trip planner, and a sort of a souvenir of all of your trips in one place, then this is a really, really good way to get that. So I'll drop that in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm really excited for what's to come. Like I said, Bali is literally around the corner. So any minute now, and you'll be seeing me posting about, you know, jungles and beautiful pools and all sorts of glamorous stuff. So what we're doing at the moment is um, figuring out, you know, what the deal is with the house, painting lots of things, peeling lots of wallpaper. Um, and, I, and it's so typical, isn't it? But I am literally going to be leaving the UK at the same time as the house is really starting to come together. Um, and that's what I've missed. I've loved, you know, I love cooking. I miss cooking. Um, and I literally feel like the day that I fly off will be the day the kitchen gets fitted. And um, yeah, I won't get to make a delicious meal before we go. But let's see. We'll, we'll try and make it work. But anyway, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Have an amazing rest of your week. And I'll catch up with you guys soon.